Hello and welcome to another episode of your Manchester United Fix. And after what happened yesterday, we have so much to talk about and where better to start than obviously the second return of Ronaldo. It couldn't have gone much better. Brad, you were there. Unfortunately, I wasn't. Talk me through it. I mean, it's one of the it was one of the one of those games that you, you probably will remember for the rest of your life if you were inside of Old Trafford that day. Um, yesterday it was uh, electric. Honestly, it was it was absolutely bouncing inside of Old Trafford for uh, not not even ninety minutes. It was about two two hours to two and a half hours. Um, and I was, I was thinking, not even that. The whole of Manchester was bouncing uh, before honestly, it. I think people are in town are in the boozers at about ten a.m. Honestly, you are you are spot on. I you know I, I drove into into Manchester and um, I uh, just everywhere you look to it was it was near impossible to not to see a shirt that had a number on the back which wasn't Ronaldo seven. It was nearly impossible. I think I saw a Berbatov shirt and a, a retro Rooney one, and that was about it the whole day. Uh, every single shirt across Manchester was Ronaldo seven home. Away, third kit, old kit, new kit, absolutely amazing. It's incredible the effect. I, I can't remember the exact amount of money that's been mailed in his shirt sales, but I'm pretty sure he's broken a record and the money is ridiculous. But then again, no one really thought it would happen again. Obviously, everyone dreamed it would. A United red number seven Ronaldo on the back. No wonder everyone's queuing outside the superstore to get it. But let's focus on the game. Obviously, two goals scored. It couldn't have gone much better for him, to be honest. No, I'm joking up here. I can't breathe at all. So your face <laughs> going. What's going on, mate? Oh, Pull God. yourself together, lad. Honestly, back We're talking about Ronaldo, but don't oh, get too excited. I know. <laughs> it's got. It's too emotional. It's got to be. It's got to be. No, what were we saying? But the performance. Two goals. The performance. There we go. Um, yeah, two goals. Up. It could not have started any better for him. Two no. like, and I was I was down in Borehamwood, and the girl, one of the security people, she shouted over and she went, "Ronaldo scored," and it was forty five minutes plus, and we were sat there thinking, "Oh, she's she's having us on here." I looked, I couldn't believe it. Even though it was an easy goal, but you got to be there. Oh, we'll talk about or more into that, but what a start! Yeah, it was superb. Um, and like you said, that like, you couldn't really believe that he'd scored. Uh, and at half time of the three pm kickoffs, it was Cristiano Ronaldo one. The rest of the team was none. No one had scored, but in the first half, um, and it was just meant to be, wasn't it? But you say it was meant to be, and you say, oh, it just fell to him nicely. No, it didn't. If you actually watch it, you know Greenwood before Greenwood even strikes the ball from the right hand side of the penalty area, Ronaldo's already looking at the the goalkeeper to make a mistake. He's already darting forward. He's the only player doing that, which which is remarkable because he manages to keep himself on side whilst doing that. Um, and it was absolutely. And that's not luck. Electric. That's not no. incidental, is it? He's that, doing that. Instinct. He knows what he's doing. Instinct that is, um, and you know that that is that is building on years of experience and 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 clin- his clinical nurse in front of goal, um, and the way the way he just just handles himself in those issues in those areas of the pitch is just just incredible. Uh, but yet again, Mason Greenwood, I think he deserves a shout out. You know, didn't get a goal, and I'm not sure. I think he might have gone down as an assist. I'm not too sure. Um, but, you know, he, he has had a fantastic start to the season. We spoke a lot about him uh, in the previous episode with the, with the Wolves uh, review of his last minute, well, say last minute, last 10-minute winner um, away away from home there. But he continues his fan form. And, um, 
he's making it look very, very difficult for Ali Gunnar Solskjaer to drop him. We keep saying it week in, week out. Uh, but you know, when you know, last yesterday was without Rashford and uh, and Cavani, so there's two two players that will be definitely looking for, for minutes on the pitch. Um, but back to Ronaldo and his performance, uh, uh, you know, it was just it was just inside the stadium every time he got the ball, there was this excitement factor, and I don't think there's been that at Old Trafford, definitely not since the Sir Alex Ferguson years, and maybe since Robin Van Persie, to be fair. I think I think that's the last time a player has had that much of an impact on 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 the crowd, not necessarily the team, because it, other than the two goals, yeah, two goals is excellent. Other than the two goals, he didn't really do too much. You know, he's not a creator, but he's in there to score goals at the end of the day. That's exactly what he did. And it is interesting when you touched on his instinct that he's in that position because a lot of people have been speaking negatively of him, have we spoken about on previous podcasts? But one thing that is so obvious is that he's changed his game. He is 36. He looks incredible for his age. He's not 18 anymore. He's changed his game. He fits into this number nine role now. And you see the instincts as a striker to get in there. This is how he's adapted his game. He did this anyway, but he's turned more into a number nine striker with people playing around him. And just as you saw with the second goal, how, how often have we needed that? It took one pass from Pogba to switch over to Shaw on the left-hand side, who drove, slid it into Ronaldo in between the lines, who put it in one touch, bang. It's, it's, it's almost looks simple and it's as easy as that, but it never is. But that is what we've been missing, really. A goal scorer to switch it from defence into attack like that and put the ball into the back of the net. And yeah, the keeper maybe did, should have done better on multiple occasions, to be fair. But and to be fair, Newcastle didn't play too bad. The result reflected that Manchester United were very strong. But I don't think it was a they were pushed over, if that makes sense. No, no, they certainly weren't. Um, and I, before we go on to Newcastle and their performance, just want to uh, build on what you said about Luke Shaw's driving run there, because that, that was that was a real, real, real good piece of play there to to, to not only find Ronaldo but to, to create that space for himself. Um, and and initially, my initial reaction was, "Oh, that ball's a little bit behind Ronaldo. He's had to he's had to bring that in front of him, you know, from behind." But it, the, the, watching it again on the replay, it, it is inch perfect to Ronaldo's run. It is perfectly placed onto that right foot, so he can drag it in front of him onto his left and snapshot, which took, which uh, obviously took the Newcastle keeper Woodman uh, off guard and, and snuck underneath his feet. Um, but yeah, Newcastle performance was very, very impressive. To be fair, um, they were holding their line, they were holding, holding United, and frustrating United at times. Um, and you know, if Woodman manages to hold on to Greenwood's strike, it goes into the halftime break at nil nil, and then, then it, then it's a difficult, difficult uh, second half to break break a team down that's clearly come to Old Trafford to not to play but to just sit there and defend. Uh, but but they did have a they did have a game plan. Uh, their, their counter attack and. I, I said I put on Twitter about how everything went to plan yesterday for Manchester United, apart from going down Wan Bissaka's side was where they found acres of space in behind. Um, that's how their goal came about down that area. That uh, I think it was Almiron who picked up the ball on the left before finding Saint Maximan, uh, and then obviously Saint Maximan um, found Mankio on the right. Uh, but there was also a, a, a lot of space where Luke Shaw and Sancho bombed forward as well, which which I think could be a reoccurring issue in in, the, in a few games to come. Very true. It's definitely something to touch on in the future. But moving on to Bruno's second goal. Before we do that, I would like to apologise. My voice is a bit crackly. I'm pretty sure 
United fans out there have spent their time in the pubs yesterday having drinks. I've done the same, feeling a bit a little bit rough today, can't lie. But let's move on to Bruno's goal because what a goal that was. But I also noticed that he'd had three or four shots from that distance in, in that game and in games in the past where it doesn't work out, they go wide, they don't even reach the keeper. But all it takes is one to fly into their top corner like that and it looks amazing. Exactly. And, um, you know, Fernandez is... Fernandez was kind of, uh, I don't know, he, 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 he kind of looked like he had a bit of a, a I don't know whether it was a free roll or he was instructed to play out on at the left at times. He was, he was getting a little bit well, lost. It's interesting, in actually, because there was no Fred, was there? Matic fitted into yeah. the midfield. So what what was the formation they were playing? What did they go with in the game? It certainly was a 4-2-3-1 at the usual. It was Pogba and Matic instead of the McFred combination. And Fernandes was in front of them, but he, he kind of like drifted out to the left of Sancho a few times and out on the right. He had a very free roll yesterday. But at times, he just looked like he was... I don't know. I feel like on a different day, he would have been in the right place, right time. And yesterday, it just wasn't it at times. You know, there wasn't much going through him. It was very much get the balls out wide, get the ball into Ronaldo's feet or get it onto his head, put crosses in. Uh, and that kind of that kind of skips out Fernandez in a way. Um, but yeah, his finish, superb. Technique, excellent. Fans rewarded. Fantastic finish. It's interesting that Pogba was in the midfield with Matic. I feel like Oli brings Matic into games when it is going to be against a tough team if they are sitting back or they are rough and ready to tackle and he brings Matic in. But I feel like, obviously, we've seen Pogba in that position in the past and we say it doesn't work, he doesn't fit there. But maybe when he plays with Matic, Matic gives him that freedom where he can maybe move a bit forward. If Bruno's in that free-run role, then he can sort of filter in and out of that as well, as long as he drops in to do his defensive duties. Whereas if you're playing with likes of Fred and McTominay, they maybe need someone alongside you. Whereas Matic just gives him that bit of security. Look, you want to play that pass. You want to play a bit further up the pitch. You can do as long as you would then work back, which is very interesting. But also two more assists. That's six, I think, in a season now, six or seven in four matches. What an incredible return that is. I know it is. It's... Um... You know, when you see the record, it's, I think it's 20 for Thierry Henry's assist record in a Premier League season. Um, you know, he's already on the way to that milestone. Um, Almost a third there after four and, games. And there's, thir- yeah, there's 33 games still to play. Um, but the other thing as well with Pogba was, at times I almost forgot he was on the pitch, um, which is maybe... I don't know, maybe a credit to Newcastle for not allowing him to have that space and time to drive forward. Yeah, with Pogba getting shut down uh, and, and kind of out of out of balance a little bit. Um, but, you know, he just has that quality when you need him. Uh, and in the second half, you saw the space opening up when, when it was one all, the game started to really get, the game stretched. Uh, and that, that suits Pogba the most out of any player in the world when a game is, when a game is so open. He can find a, he can pick out a player from 60 yards. He can also have a, a tight little flick around the corner for a three or four yard pass. But it he, he, he excels when games are games are so so far open and, and stretched. Uh, and, and I think with those assists, he can certainly break the record this year. But one thing that maybe isn't up his street, and maybe it's not for me to comment on, but I'm pretty sure Bernabroy brought him out at Park Life. He did, yeah. He'll yeah. <laughs> just disappear. Sorry, Ollie. Can't make the team talk after the game, mate. I've got and to get Burner myself Boy to park was in the stands watching him. 
Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so I tell you what, there was a lot of famous people in Old Trafford yesterday. There was. It was incredible there? the amount the of people guy. there. All... Yeah, oh, what's his the name? Batman guy. What's his name? <laughs> I couldn't tell you, to be fair. Yeah, plenty, plenty of famous faces, but they're probably all there to see one person, really, aren't they? And that's the so, attraction um, that he brings. But also, to they're finish all there the game to see off... the homecoming of Steve Bruce. That's, that's what they were there for. <laughs> exactly. The return that of Bruce. Brilliant. Also, Jesse Lingard, he oh. got himself on the score sheet as well with a lovely bit of play Excellent. involving himself, Pogba and Martial. Yeah, it was a great finish from Jesse Lingard. It was so good to get him on the on the score sheet. Um, you know, he's not been on the score sheet at Old Trafford um, in, in the Premier League since 2018 under Jose Mourinho. I mean, how long ago does that feel? I mean, you know, the, the, the days of Mourinho football are long gone now. Uh, so Lingard will, will be so relieved to get his goal. Um, it's ridiculous. Yeah. His last goal was in 2018. In the Premier League at home. In the Premier League. Wow. Old Trafford. So yeah. it, it's been a while. Since some it, stat. It is, isn't it, really? Because he, he did score. Um, he scored against Lask in the Europa League at home uh, last two seasons ago. Um, but other than other than that, no Premier no Premier League goals at home. Uh, and and um, but the way he took it was very impressive. You know, that's not that's not. A, striker that's not a sorry a central attacking midfielder um lacking any sort of form that's a that's a that's a, that's a strike that's uh you know that's you so used to seeing you'd expect you'd expect that from fernandez or pogba not not necessarily lingard in recent months uh, but his goal scoring habit has con- continued from from the the days of england last week uh, into the into the United squad and Solskjaer will be absolutely buzzing just another selection for him to have a well, headache that's over. the thing Getting him back from West Ham is almost like having a new signing. The player that has come back, the player who went compared to the player who's come back are two completely different players. And it is confidence. And I think a lot of the players you are seeing how confident they are, even Martial. I was impressed. I've obviously not seen the full 90 minutes of the game. I was very, very impressed with what I saw of him and how confident he looked. He looked usually lacks confidence or looks as though he's lacking confidence in his performances, not being negative towards him. I think he's a great player. But the little skill that he did to, when, to leave the ball for Jesse to collect, that is that is ridiculous. Do we think it this is, is the Ronaldo effect? Well, that's the thing. And I think, speaking to Wes and people like that, and they all say, they all know who what he's like. They've obviously played with him. But the effect that he has on everyone, and I, saw, I heard Gary Neville speaking, saying that the, the effect he's had on not just the club, but the fans. He said, like you mentioned earlier, when Van, Van Persie had the effect where it brings the club together and there's that atmosphere there again. The streets are flooded with United supporters. It's no longer negativity. It's all positivity. Everyone can't wait to be at the game. You got offered 300 quid for your ticket. Said, oh, if you give me three grand, I still wouldn't accept it. Do you know exactly what I mean? That's that what you. everyone wants to be in that stadium. And especially yesterday when the game wasn't broadcast live. That was probably one of the best things about it. At the time, the broadcasters had no idea Ronaldo would be returning to United. Manchester United, Newcastle, three o'clock on a Saturday. That's absolutely fine. We don't need to show that. The only people who could see that live were the people in the stadium. And that just added the magic to it. And talking about the 3pm blackout, I I guess you've heard, but the Villa game at home in two weeks to two weeks yesterday, so on the 25th, has been moved from three o'clock to to half 12 kickoff because of not because of TV rights, not because they want to show the game, but because of the Cortinas. Who do the Cortinas think they are? I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I, I like their music, but who do they think they are? 
to, uh, and I know it's not the core team that's making the decision, but for them to move a Manchester United game with Cristiano Ronaldo, they should move their show. They should start at 10 a.m. I'll tell you one thing, if you've got tickets for the game and then tickets to Cortinas, then oh, you hell are of a in day. a bloody good game. Oh, yeah, you'll be bouncing. Great day. You'll be bouncing, but who do they think they are? Seriously. Jeez, who's been around longer? I've never seen the Cortinas win a Champions League. No, never mind. Five or however many Ronaldo's got. Blimey. Anyway, let's let's move away from yesterday and look ahead to Tuesday. Obviously, young boys in the Champions League, first Champions League group stage game. How do you think that's going to fare in that? Or will there be changes made? Is Ronaldo going to start in that game or is it going to be a bit of a mix? Because we saw it last season where massive, massive changes were made in one game. Can we see that again this year? I think there could be changes made, but Ronaldo won't be the one coming out. Um, that's his competition. That's his glory, you know, and he will see um, the young boys. He's going to want the golden boot. He's going to want the golden boot. He's going to want to not only get a goal scoring record in the, uh, well, he's already scored every, he's already got the record in that one, but he's going to want to expand on that record um, against young boys who he will think is a great opportunity to get his first hat-trick. That's the way he will be thinking, which is just the mentality that this absolute incredible human being has. Um, and I don't I don't think he'll play 90 minutes. He might get subbed off after 70 or 65, because, you know, it'll be a game on the weekend as well. Um, but I think he'll definitely start. I think we could see maybe if Dean Henderson is is uh, okay and fit to play, then maybe De Gea can be rested, and, or maybe even Tom Heaton gets a run out. Um, because I, I do think this is one of the least challenging sides in, in Manchester United's group. Um, and I think well, I was going to, I wanted to talk to you about the yeah, group actually, because it's not group. something that we have covered, but no, you say not. they are obviously the least strongest team, but the bar's not set very high. Obviously, Atalanta's in there, Villarreal are in there. Villarreal will cause then, us problems again, will cause Manchester United some more problems. Um, but it's nice It's nice not to be in the group of death this year and have the other side of Manchester in the group of death. Yeah, it's about time, isn't it? That they got they got some difficult opposition, I have to say. Um, I think it's, I think it's a, a favourable group for United, but it doesn't mean they can approach it in a favourable mindset because we, we saw last season with Manchester United against Besiktas, that was a favourable match for them and, and they lost. They lost away from home, which ultimately costed them a knockout place. Um, so there's, there's no there's no easy games in the Champions League. Everyone knows that. Uh, but I think there could be changes. Um, I'd, I'd I'd quite like to see even a Langer make the squad um, on, on the bench if he's I think he's fit. Yeah, because he played for Sweden over the international break and scored again. Shock horror. Um, yeah. <laughs> but maybe it's maybe it's time for a few changes. Give some of these players a bit of a rest. Um, I don't think you can rest at Maguire or Varane. Or 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 Wambasaka, to be fair, I don't think Alex uh, um, Alex Tellez is back, so Luke Shaw will probably still have to start. I think it would be unchanged at the back, uh, but there could be for some midfield midfield options. Uh, maybe even Martial, maybe even start him, give him a run out, and see 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 how it goes. Well, it's interesting. I think what you said about not going easy on the games, I think if you go into them games and you score goals and keep clean sheets, then that's just going to exuberate confidence. And that pushes into the Premier League. Like yesterday with the Newcastle game, didn't stop at two, didn't stop at three, went to the end, got the fourth. And I think the more goals you're scoring and the easier you're winning or the better football you're playing, confidence builds confidence. And I think, especially in a competition like Champions League, you feed off confidence and that's what gets you through 
to the group stages, into the knockout football. And I think it's going to be a very, very exciting campaign. It should be an exciting campaign. The Champions League is one that's starting to, you know, it is Ronaldo's competition at the end of the day. He won it, you know, so many times. He's scored the most goals, most assists in the, in the, in the tournament, uh, which is an incredible feat by itself. Uh, and, and United will sense that they've got some winners in this squad now and they, they can seriously push for, push for that competition. Absolutely. Well, let's take a look at the other teams of United. Obviously, the women's playing today or played today. The game's finished. They won 3-1. It was a shame we saw Millie Turner get injured. She came off on a stretcher around 15 minutes in. Thoris Dotter came on to replace her, who got a goal. Toon and Thomas all got a goal as well. And Leicester are a good team. And one thing I like about Leicester, actually, they're putting a lot of time into their women's setup and they play, they play their games at the King Power. Whether or not it's every game, I'm not too sure on that. But I know the game today was played at the King Power Stadium and I think that's fantastic. It's such an advert for women's football if you can go into the ground. I'm sure if United women were playing at Old Trafford, that would attract so many more people to go in there and maybe pay a bit more money to go and watch it because you're getting that experience. But anyway, 3-1, great win for them. Hesky, Second is game Hesky of the, the manager season. of Leicester? Pesky, I couldn't tell you, to be honest. I think he might be the manager of the Leicester women's development squad. Jonathan um, Morgan is the manager of Leicester. Okay, it might, it might not be the manager. Then. Definitely, he definitely has something to do with, with Leicester women. Involved in the setup. 100% involved in the setup, yeah. And then, obviously, I was down in Boreham Wood yesterday for the under-23s versus Arsenal, which, unfortunately, they lost 3-1. And it was a bit of an incredible game, to be honest. There was a few names in there that I was shocked by. Dean Henderson started in goal. Great to see him back. What a game he had. And Phil Jones played as well, which was very interesting to see him play. He looked fit. He played the full 90 minutes. Good to see him playing some football, whether or not he's going to make a decision on his future soon or what's going to happen in that way. But again, great to see him back playing. And Ted Amengi was also returned, who he came in as captain aside and fantastic player. But Fernandez, who we talked about on the previous podcast, who had two goals in two, he was obviously suspended, so he didn't play. But I think they did miss him yet yesterday. But two plays for Arsenal. Enketia played. And is it Balogun? It's Balogun, yeah, yeah, the new signing. Yeah, yeah he's he scored he? two of their goals, if not a hat-trick. It was incredible. Was he all right? He was, he was so good. Yeah, he scored, two, he scored a brace. Okay. He got them started, scored in the second minute, and then he conceded just before half-time. Yeah, so he's not too and, bad then. Yeah, it was interesting. They don't look bad in the youth setup, but they don't look too good in the Premier League, do they? Uh, first win on the board the other day. Uh, it's about time for them, isn't it, really? Against Norwich, though, it had to be done. I know. If, if it was going to come against anyone, it would have been Norwich. Sorry, sorry, George Wilson, a good friend of mine, who's a very big Norwich fan, but... You know. Fair play, it's rare, rare to come by, I imagine. <laughs> Especially up north, anyway. Yeah, definitely. And finally, looking even further ahead than the Champions League, West Ham away. That's going to be a bit of a challenge. It should be a, sh- a challenge, that's for sure. But United do have a, a good record against David Moyes um, since since he uh, obviously left the club and went on to, to manage other teams. Um, but it, it should be a challenge. You know, West Ham starting starting off pretty pretty good again. Uh, I'm not too sure how they got on yesterday. Actually, who, who did? I think I think they might have lost. Or, or drew. Uh, they play on Monday. They play tomorrow. Oh, do they? Yeah, who pretty sure. They play. They play. No, they played yesterday. Yeah, it's Everton. Nil nil Southampton. Nil nil Southampton. That was it. Um, yeah. All right. And uh, Michael Antonio obviously got sent off in, in injury time. 
Uh, silly sending off, really, on unnecessary in the, in the 92nd minute or whatever it was. So he's frustrating. I had him on my FPL as my captain. <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't bring him in because I had injury scares about him. You know, he always picks up an injury at some point. But this time there's a suspension. Uh, so I didn't bring him in, which is good. But, yep, United will be will be over the moon to, to uh, see uh, Antonio not coming up against their defence. Uh, but they've still got they've still got some areas where they can they can threaten. You know, Ben Rama's started off the season really well. They've got a solid defense when they've added Kurt Zuma now as well. So um and, and Southampton aren't aren't um aren't the most easy teams to break down away from home, are they? So uh, you know they spit nil-nil at nil at St. Mary's. Good result, we'll say. Exactly. Well, that's all from us. Please do get in touch as usual on our Twitter at man your Man United fix and email us. Please do get in touch. Let us know your thoughts. And if you want to be on the podcast, get involved.